Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. One of the things that way too many people overlook is someone's character. And whether it is in their dating life or their hiring or just simple friendships, we oftentimes look at their appearance way before we look at the strength of their character. We listen to how well-spoken they are uh, long before we listen to the content of what they're saying. It is just a part of our human nature. And the outside is just easier to judge someone by than to take the time to actually see what's on the inside. I am so glad that Jesus doesn't do that, aren't you? Our insides are usually a bit uglier than our outsides, and some people don't have very good character at all. The Bible says in Matthew 5:37, it says, "But let your statement be yes, Yes, or no, no, and anything beyond these is of evil. (laughs) That really lays it out there. Uh, What God is saying here is that there is truth and there are untruths. It's not saying that we should only answer questions with a yes or no answer, (laughs) it is saying that. If something is yes, then say yes. If the truth is no, well, say no. He he goes so far as to say that anything that is not true is evil. This lesson is lost on many leftists, as most have the philosophy of the, the ends justify the means. A great example of this back when uh, Mitt Romney ran for president of the United States. Senate uh, Minority Leader Harry Reid, if you remember him, falsely accused Mitt Romney of paying zero taxes for 10 years during the 2012 presidential elections. All the major media outlets ran with the story, and, and many people based their vote on these allegations. Quote, so the word is out that he has not paid any taxes for 10 years. This is what Reed said on the Senate floor in August of 2012. Quote, let him prove that he has paid taxes because he hasn't, unquote. Well, this lie was dispelled over time, obviously, but the the damage had already been done. When asked about it, Harry Reid actually snickered and he said, well, they call it, you can call it whatever they want. Romney didn't win, did he? <laughs> so, so basically he's saying that, that he knew it wasn't true when he said it, but the end justified the means. He could tell a lie as long as that lie benefited him. Now, the recent court case of Jesse Smollett is just the latest example of a progressive leftist that can't win 
in the arena of ideas. So they have to try and, and win at the game of lies and deception instead. I think there is so much to learn from this case, and I think it is definitely worth our time to, to take a look at what happened here, especially with the 2020 vision of the rearview mirror here. <laughs> so for those that, that didn't pay close attention to the case, here is a short timeline of what took place starting back in 2019. January, twen uh, January 22 of 2019, Smollett receives a threatening letter, he says. Now, Smollett reports to police that he's receiving a threatening letter sent to Fox Studio, where the Empire show is, is being filmed, containing threatening language and laced with a powdery substance is a white powdery substance investigators believed was, was really likely crushed up Tylenol. Now, January 29th, so about a week later, Smollett reports getting attacked. Now, Smollett alleged to police that he was attacked at 2 a.m. near his apartment in Chicago. Not necessarily the most, you know, conservative bastion of <laughs> areas. Um, and he was attacked by two masked assailants. They poured an unknown chemical substance on him, possibly bleach, and yelled at him that this is mega country <laughs> and wrapped a rope around his neck is what he, what he said happened. Now, February 1st, just a few days later, Smollett released his first official statement on the matter. Smollett's family releases it, actually, to the press. And it was an emotional statement describing the alleged attack as a hate crime. In the early hours of Tuesday morning, they said, our beloved son and brother, Jesse, was the victim of a violent and unprovoked attack. We want to be clear. This is a racial and homophobic hate crime, is what they said, unquote. February 13th, so less than two weeks later, Smollett actually speaks to ABC News on this. And this is the same day that, they, that his persons of interest are apprehended. There's two persons of interest, and we'll get into that in a second. But we're going to go through some of this interview and, and look at it in the light of what we know now. Now, February 15th, police inve investigators... Um, they, the investigation takes a turn. Police now believe that the story is fake and that Smollett has made it all up after taking, talking with the, the two men that they arrested and later released. They were brothers. They're both U.S. citizens, but they're of Nigerian descent. And they recount how Smollett paid them to act this whole thing out. February 19th, this is the Cook County State Attorney and they announced, uh, they, the, the gal announces that she's going to recuse herself. Um, Chicago's top prosecutor, uh, the, the Cook County State's attorney, her name is Kim Fox, or was. Um, and she was a George Soros progressive one that he helped put in there. Um, re, she recuses herself from the investigation, but appoints her first assistant, Joe Maggots, who oversees the case. Now, February 20th, Smollett charged with 
disorderly conduct. Smollett uh, has at this point been charged with felony disorderly conduct because he filed a false report. They don't believe him. They believe he filed a false report, so they charge him with disorderly conduct. Now, Smollett's character on on uh, uh, the the show that he was on, Empire, uh, he actually he, he's been re- he got removed from that show just two days later after this. March 7th, grand jury returns 16 count indictment on him. And March 26th, prosecutors drop the charges. Yes, they dropped the charges. The unprecedented development shocked Chicago and prompted angry reactions from May, uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel and, and police superintendent Eddie Johnson. The duel went on to accuse the Empire actor of receiving preferential treatment by the Illinois State Attorney's Office. In response, Joe Maggots uh, said, quote, we stand behind the investigation and the facts revealed, unquote. So, so obviously something's going on here. They're trying to get him off because obviously he's one of them, right? He's woke. So March 28th, City of Chicago demands payment for expenses. There was a lot of expenses that went on with this. A lot of detectives that had to had to look into this. And the city doesn't believe him, obviously. And so they demand re- repayment of, of, of those expenses. April 11th, city of Chicago sues Smollett because he's not going to pay up. And April 12th, the next day, Cook County State Attorney requests independent review. So basically what they want to do is they want to, to look into this and see what's going on. April 23rd, brother, the brothers involved in, in the alleged hoax sue Smollett, actually, and his legal team. Now, on June 21st, and again, this is still 2019, Cook County Judge Michael Tuman uh, appoints a special prosecutor to investigate the decision to dismiss all charges against Smollett. And that uh, is, is opening up the, the possibility that the actor could be be charged again with the charges. Now, February 12th of 2020, Smollett, who's who's 37, is uh, uh, indicted on six counts of disorderly conduct related to making four separate false reports to Chicago Police Department officers, claiming he was the victim of a hate crime while knowing he was not the victim of a crime. Now, December 9th, that was just last week of this this year, after um, a- after much deliberation, about 10 hours of deliberation, the jury finds Smollett guilty of five of the six counts for filing a false police report related to the attack. So now that we know all this and, and we know it to be true, let's take a brief look back at the interview that Jesse Smollett did with ABC and Good Morning America's anchor, Robin Roberts. Now, remember, everything he is saying is a lie, and we know it's untrue. I'm pissed off. What is it that has you so angry? Is it the the attackers? It's the attackers, but it's also the attacks. It's like, you know, at first it was a thing of like, Listen, if I tell the truth, then that's it, because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Then it became a thing of like, oh, how can you doubt that? Like, how do you how do you not believe that? It's the truth. 
thing of like, oh, it's not necessarily that you don't believe that this is the truth. You don't even want to see the truth. No, Jesse, you don't want to see the truth. The truth that you don't want to see is that the United States is not a racist country. The racist incidents are so rare that people like you have to stage fake attacks just so that you can talk about them. Are there people that are racist in this country? Of course there are. We have over 330 million people in this country. There are going to be a few that think that they are superior over others just because the color of their skin. But what we don't have, contrary to what Black Lives Matter says, is constant attacks of white people against blacks and other minorities in this country. It was not that people didn't want to see the truth, Jesse. It was that there are still people in this world that have critical thinking skills and are not going to knee-jerk into a quick judgment about something just because someone says it's true. What happened that night, Jesse? When I landed in Chicago and Frank Gatson, who's like my uncle, and he's also my creative director, and he picked me up. And then we got back to the apartment. There was no food. And so I went out to Walgreens thinking that they were 24 hours and to have a smoke. <laughs> uh, Walgreens was closed. Um, so I called him up and I said, hey, I'm going to run to Subway, which was across the street. And I'm going to get a salad. Do you want anything? I went to the Subway and got the order. During that time, I texted my manager thinking that he was still in Australia because he was on an Australian tour with one of his other clients. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, call me when you can. He called me immediately. And while he was on the phone, I uh, heard, as I was crossing the intersection, I heard Empire. And I don't answer to Empire. <laughs> my name ain't Empire. Uh, and I didn't answer. I kept walking, and then I heard Empire. So I turned around, and I said, did you just say to me? I mean, I see the uh, attacker uh, masked and... He said, this MAGA country punches me right in the face. So I punched his ass back. And then um, we started tussling. You know, it was very icy. And we ended up tussling by the stairs, uh, fighting, fighting, fighting. There was a second person involved who was kicking me in my back. And uh, then it just stopped. And they ran off. And I saw where they ran. And the phone was in my pocket, but it had fallen out and it was sitting there and my manager was still on the phone. So I picked up the phone and I said, Brandon, and he's like, what's going on? And I said, I was just jumped. And I, then I looked down and I see that there's a rope around my neck, which I hadn't. You hadn't noticed that, it before? No, you didn't because it was so fast. You know what I'm saying? It was so fast. How long did this all It felt take like minutes, but it probably was like 30 seconds. Honestly, I can't tell you, honestly. Um, I noticed the rope around my neck and I started screaming and I said, there's a rope around my neck. Did you get any kind of description of the attack? I gave a body description and I, you know, because I saw this, but 
and you know right here or whatever but i didn't see i can't tell you what color their eyes were i can't tell you and i did not see anything except the second person i saw running away and the first person yeah i saw saw his stature i gave the description as best as i could you have to understand also that it's chicago in winter people can wear ski masks and nobody's going to question that the police have gone through a lot of video and they were able to capture an image of two people of interest have you seen that image mm -hmm. and do you believe that they could possibly be the attackers i do what is it about their their size or what why do you feel that they could possibly be because i was there for me when that was released i was like okay we're getting somewhere i don't have any doubt in my mind that that's them never did of course you didn't because you knew them hired them gave them the rope and planned the attack with them you had to do this because interracial crime involving blacks and whites is 3% of all serious crime. 3%. Of that 3%, 80% is black on white crime. That kind of debunks President Biden and the FBI reports that say that white supremacy is the number one threat to America, doesn't it? Okay. Here is where he starts trying to implicate our society for his hoax. Why did you hesitate to want to call the police? You know, there's a level of pride there. We live in a society where, as a gay man, you are considered somehow to be weak. And I'm not weak. I'm not weak. And we, are, as a people, are not weak. So I, mean, I can accept that there was pride there. There's also privacy. You know, at the end of the day, look what has happened. You know, look what has happened. So I don't, I'm glad that Frank called the police. I'm glad that we reported it um, during that time before they came. It took them about maybe half hour to come. And during that time, I was looking at myself, just like checking myself out. I saw the bruise on my neck, you know, like the little, um, the rope burn around my neck. And then I, but I smelled bleach. I know the smell of bleach. And I saw on my sweatshirt, it had marks on it, like spots on it when you have a bad bleach job. So then I was like, there's bleach on me too. So when the police came, um, I kept the clothes on. I kept the rope so you had the rope on the entire time I mean, it wasn't like wrapped around but yeah it was around because i wanted them to see i wanted them to see what this was i told them what happened everything i also asked them to turn their body cams off because they were trying to stay in the hallway and i was like please just come in like i don't want a big scene with my neighbors and with like the second round of police officers um i went down to where it happened and i walked them through exactly what happened and i looked up and i saw that there was a camera directly on the light post that is in the intersection so i'm like there it is he didn't get the attack on camera because the camera was actually facing the wrong way unfortunately for this actor right but did you hear him play the gay card things are so much harder for homosexuals in this country so much so 
according to Jesse, of course, that they have to set up fake attacks to call attention to just how much harder life is for them. The vast majority of people have been supportive and loving and understanding. And then as time has gone on and that there's no, um, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, you're going to Subway. Subzero is open 24 hours. Like people kill me when they say things like that because it's like Subway is open 24 hours for a reason. So that when you're hungry at night and you ain't got no food, you go to Subway. The, the camera facing north. How is that my issue? It feels like if I had said it was a Muslim or Mexican or someone black, I feel like the doubters would have supported me a lot much more, a lot more. And that says a lot about the place that we are in our country right now. The fact that we have these fear mongrels, these people that are trying to separate us and it's just not okay. It's just not okay. And for all of the people, the next time that you see someone report something, maybe well after the fact that it happened, and you say to them, well, why are you waiting till now? Just remember that mine was reported right away. And look what has happened. Did you hear that? He does something here that leftists love to do. Set up a straw man argument. He says that he feels like if the attackers were black or Mexican, then people wouldn't question his story. So he is saying that because he said that the attackers were white, by the way, they were black, that our racism is making us not believe his story. No, Jesse, there is not that kind of racism in this country. We know that because people like you have to fake these attacks to try to convince us that this country is racist and is a racist society, just because you set up a straw man argument that is not true does not say, as you put it, a lot about the place we are in in this country right now. What says a lot about the place we are in in this country right now is the fact that you have to fake all of this and try to pull off this charade to prove your untrue point. So he plays the race card, the straw man, and the victim card, and he plays them all at the same time. That's actually pretty impressive. Spallett also says he has been troubled by inaccurate claims. What other ones had you heard that were inaccurate? That I had said that they were wearing MAGA hats. I never said that. I didn't need to add anything like that. They called me a They called me a There's no which way you cut it. I don't need some MAGA hat as the cherry on top of some racist Sunday. I've heard that it was a date gone bad, which I so resent, that narrative. I'm not going to go out and get a tuna sandwich and a salad to meet somebody. That's ridiculous, and it's offensive. 
yes, there's Grinder. Yes, there's Jack. Yes, there's all of these things, which I have not been on in years. I can admit that I was on that back in the day. I was single. You know what I'm saying? But I have not been on that in years. But aside from that, it's offensive. And I absolutely resent that narrative because it's bull. It's bull. And it's unfair. It's unfair to the investigation. It's unfair to, I hate this word, but it's unfair to the victim. So he says here that MAGA hats would have been the cherry on top. That tells you a lot that about what he's doing here. It tells you that this was about him getting to Trump. And did you hear how he actually speaks in third person in order to play the victim card again? Don't believe me that a part of this was to show how woke he is and how much he hates Trump? Listen to this. Why do you think you were targeted? I can just assume. I mean... I come really, really hard against 45. I come really, really hard against his administration. And I don't hold my tongue. Now remember, keep in mind that this was all faked by him. He had to make all of this up to show how bad 45, he can't even say his name, Trump and all of you conservatives are. He he needed to tell you how bad you are, and he had to fake all of this in order to do that. And there is no doubt in your mind what motivated this attack. I could only go off of their words. I mean, who says empire? This MAGA country. Ties a noose around your neck and pours bleach on you. And this is just a friendly fight. I will never be the man that this did not happen to. I am forever changed. And I don't subscribe to the idea that everything happens for a reason, but I do subscribe to the idea that we have the right and the responsibility to make something meaningful out of the things that happen to us, good and bad. Who says all of those things? Who does? All of those things? Well, as it turns out, the answer to your question is you, Jesse. It is you that says and does all of those things. One thing that I I actually agree with him on is that he will never be the guy that this did not happen to. (laughs) Kind of a double negative there, but he will never be the guy that this did not happen to. He will always be remembered for this hoax. I also actually agree that we have a right and responsibility to make something meaningful out of the things that happen to us, good and bad. And guess what? That's why we're doing this podcast today. What do you feel people need to hear the most from this story? I think that what people need to hear is just the truth. It's just the truth because everybody has their own idea. Some are healing and some are hurtful. But I just want young people, young members of the LGBTQ community, young black children, 
to know how strong that they are, to know the power that they hold in their little pinky. What you've taught the members of the LGBTQ community and black children is that they have the power in their little pinkies to create a terrible hoax. Now, listen, this is the takeaway from all of this. All of this talk about this nation being a racist nation built on a racist foundation is just a bunch of garbage. It doesn't matter what you call it. You can call it critical race theory. You can call it Black Lives Matter doctrine. You can call it 1619 Project. You you can call it what you want. It is incorrect, untrue, and evil, as the Bible says. If you have to go to these lengths to prove that something is true, then it isn't. Jesse Smollett isn't the only hoax we have seen like this, and it won't be the last. But it does remind us that the word hypocrite ultimately came into the English language from the Greek word hypocrites, which means an actor. (laughs) Now, you may agree with me on this. You may disagree. I just felt that this was definitely something we had to take a look at because it was a great example of the lengths that they have to go to prove something that's not true. And again, you may agree with me, you may disagree, and you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.